podcast today. It's Friday, October 1st. I didn't even have to tell you that because if you hop on any of your feeds, you will see lots of spooky things. It's spooky season. Yeah. Uh, What's more annoying um, that people saying that or uh, happy fall, (laughs) y'all. They're both bad. Yeah. They're although, equally bad. Although you, you would strike me as a happy fall y'all kind of person. I, fall's my favorite season. But have but happy fall y'all. But 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 do you say that? No. Good. Um and I will go to my grave, which that could be this month. It's spooky season, lots of skulls. It could be in 30 years, I will go to my grave being irritated that people that live north of Kentucky include y'all in their daily language. I mean, close to Kentucky. Like, Southern Ohio is like a different country, in my opinion. Okay. But then, I feel like like once you hit Columbus and up, I don't hear it anymore. Right, 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 right. So, that irritates me. And I'm actually actually not in a very irritated mood today. I'm in a fairly decent mood. How is your mood? (gasps) Look at you. I know. I I know. Pat on the back. (laughs) Moderate. What's up? Sorry, what's happening at the TSA today? It was first Friday today. Oh, we don't talk about that anymore. Is it? it, it, it I know. How, why don't we talk about that anymore? It's a good question. Well, it's it. Is it back to not being virtual? Uh, yes. So it's back to pretty much normal. We just ask that people RSVP because of contact tracing. Got it. And you have to wear a mask in the building, obviously. But other than that, it's it's back to normal. So. Oh, all right. So you're you're tracking people. Mm. Not not a, not a lot. <laughs> it's of, not tracking. Trust me. Not a lot of freedom there at TSA. I don't I don't do anything with the information unless I have to. So. Um. I want to get right to this. We have uh, just nothing, nothing heavy today. Um, actually, you know what? Let me let me get into a foul mood. Do you want to unload on me for the the imprisonment I've put upon Andre? I was I wasn't gonna unload on you. I was just shocked a that you even got him in there. Well, and it it, it what so he is. One thousand percent food motivated, so yes. I I got some. Look, today was just an experiment. I wanted to see. So everybody's like Kong this and like today was just an experiment. I wanted to. So I got him some premium treats. I bought some good bacon shit, and mm. I uh, I just kept breaking pieces off and I put them in there, and he was extremely hesitant. Like he's very smart. He, oh yeah. He, he lo- knew he knew what you were doing before you knew what you were doing. Right. And it's the only time I've ever seen him hesitate on food. But he knew what was up. So I just kind of backed off. I, I gave him a taste of one. And then he realized that, oh, there's more of this good shit in there. <laughs> and he kind of crept towards it. And he put a paw or two in. And then I just kind of like pushed his butt in and locked his ass in there. And... To his credit, oh, you sneak attacked him. To his credit, um, I I was just doing stuff in the house, and he was pretty quiet. Um, 
the crate itself did move six inches from where I initially had it in the kitchen. Obviously. Um, and then I was like, all right, well, I gave him another one for, for being good. And then I'm like, Diddy, let's go outside. So Diddy and I went and sat outside. And it was 10 to 12 minutes of solid barking. Um, <laughs> and I, it's exactly what I expected. When I walked in and let him out, he got out of there and ran all around. Yeah, so, lost his mind. I'll, uh, I just, the, well, and I said, go sleep with one eye open. Because he might let you get away with it once, but he's not going to let you get away with it again. Unless, here's, here's what I recommend, and I recommend this to people, is that if you're trying to, like, get your dog okay with the crate, I mean, the, the fact that he went in there is a huge win. Um, but, like, if you leave it out on a regular basis and, like, maybe put a nice snuggly blanket in there, put some treats in there. If it's a place that he wants to go anyway during the day, like even when you're there and the door's not closed on it, like then it just becomes like their little home. And I feel like he would be cool with that because he seems to be like a snuggler. You know what I mean? He snuggles me. Um... But like put stuff in there that smells like you and that he would want to snuggle with. And if you... If he goes in there during the day, like, let's say you're just watching TV or something, put it in the living room, and then see if he goes in there just to relax. Like I said, this was just an experiment to start, and I think I I should get the bigger crate, because he does like laying on pillows, and some of the pillows that I have didn't really fit comfortably in there, but, I mean, this is Yeah, but you don't want it too big, because then they think it's okay to go to the bathroom in there. Right. Well, this is a 24-inch crate, and the next one is 30 inches. And and I tried to put, like, a small decorative pillow in there, and it took up a lot of space. But when you immediately saw it, did, were you, did you think that, like, I had put this poor dog in some low-life kennel and it was too small for him? Uh, I didn't think it was too small. I would have liked to see, like, a little blanket in there or something because it was just barren. But I don't, right. I don't think it was too small. Okay. I mean, he's a small little guy. Because they say... They, they say, and the girl at the store told me this, like, as long as they can lay down and turn around and stand up, it's fine. Because to your point, right. like, if it's too big, it's, yeah, it's, it, it, it doesn't work out real well. Right, right. It becomes the toilet. So should I go get the bigger one or just keep going with this? Uh, I would keep going with that one. I think it's fine. I mean, unless he's, like, are you just going to cage him when you're gone during the day or? I don't know. Your... It's, it's th- this is all completely experimental because... Whenever he did whatever he did earlier this week, I picked that motherfucker up and I basically threw him in the bathroom. I picked up the uh, the rug in front of the toilet and I'm like, there's nothing he can destroy in here. And it was more to save him from me killing him. Um, Understand. So, yeah. The, and he's just, I, I'm not trying to be so negative or pessimistic. He's just... Not the type of dog where I think he will enjoy being crated at this point in his life with the freedom that he has always had. But maybe, maybe not. It de- it depends. If he finds solace in having his own little space, you might be okay. But he, has, he might enjoy it. He has his own little space as the entire condo. So why should he go into this little caged area? But that confinement can 
ease separation anxiety, as crazy as it sounds. I don't think he has separation anxiety. Diddy does. I think Andre well, I think Andre is just bored and mischievous. I mean, maybe. Because remember, like the reason he's being punished is for bad behavior. Because I did, t- I did tell you the story of of when I came down from getting ready for work, and that motherfucker was standing on the stove, and we locked eyes. <laughs> so it's not separation anxiety; it's boredom and and him being mischievous. Well, but I did want your input on that. So, and and the fact that you didn't yell at me immediately as I posted it um, actually was was quite reassuring for me. No, I I am fully on board with crate training. I think it's very important, especially when you if you have a puppy, um, they they need to learn boundaries. And I think using a crate is a really good idea, especially when they're puppy and they don't need to be sleeping in your bed right away. Um, like when when we got Tucker, um, even Gus, like he slept in the crate for a couple years. It was probably like two years, um, just because they need to learn when it's okay to go potty and when it's not and that that's their little home and then you you, they kind of you can kind of tell once they mature when it's okay to start trying to leave them out um and so we went from the crate to like creating an area so he was created in the kitchen um and now he's old enough to be out and he has Gus with them, so they keep each other company. But no, I'm 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 on board with with crate training. I'm on board with crates. I wouldn't leave them in there for 10, 12 hours at a time. But you know, if you're gone for eight hours during the day, and and you need to crate them, that's okay. I'm I'm all for that too. But again, the one variable here is he's eight, and <laughs> well, um, because I'm all for when I got Diddy. I before I got him, I got a crate, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. He he went like I didn't even have to train him. He went right into his crate. It was yeah because that was like his little home. Well, but I, but I didn't train him, and I, I mean, who knows what his background was? But I gave him a treat. He walked into his crate and laid down. Yeah. Um and, and then like I mean, we 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 had that intuition. So after like a couple of weeks of that, I told the dog walker I was like. You can leave him out. He didn't have that look in his eye um, that, uh, I don't know, Tucker has, um, that Andre has. Like, just like with a human. Like, you can look in somebody's eyes and see what they're thinking. And I and, and Diddy, after that, he didn't do anything. With that time I let the dog walker leave him out, and he's never been in a crate ever since. Andre, on the other hand, I got him when I was still doing the morning show. And Juliana's mm-hmm. like... He's barking the whole time you're gone. Oh. So I, I I had to leave him out. I'm like, he, he can shit in the house, but he didn't. I'd, I'd rather deal with like accidents in the house or whatever you want, however you want to call them, um, than eating things and destroying things. And he didn't do yeah. that. So he got to stay out. But the the food man with this. So I'm, well, all, about, I'm all about the crate training, but being an eight-year-old. Just, yeah, it's better to just keep him safe. You know, not not even just the mischievous part, but let's keep him safe in the house. Just don't be one of those people that like makes him stay in the garage when it's no sub zero. No, I mean the, at worst he'd be in the bathroom, and the right. bathroom is a lot bigger than than his crate. Um, right. I mean, I can make the 
loose comparison to this. So he's, it's what, dog, like seven years? So he's like 50-something. He's just past middle age. How is, this is middle age. Who do we know that's middle-aged? Um, let's just use you as an example. Um, <laughs> okay. How would you like it if all of a sudden you had the free reign of your home and then all of a sudden Josh started confining you to the bathroom? Like, you'd be pretty upset. Yeah. <laughs> I I would maybe suggest not the bathroom and perhaps the crate would be better, ah, but like still no. leave it where he could see outside. No, no, no. I'm making the human comparison. Like, all okay. of a sudden... <laughs> You had you had total reign of the house, the living room, and, yes, but, and then all of a sudden, Josh humans are like, not dogs. I know humans are not dogs. But you would be equally upset as he would, as Andre is. It it could very possibly be a struggle, but like I said, it could also not be a struggle. Okay. That's up to Andre. All right, um, let's. You want to talk about the Super Bowl halftime that was announced yesterday? Oh, I'm so psyched. Yeah, me too. Um, and I'm I'm trying to figure this out. So other than like diehard country music fan, or I would even guess like Gen Z kids, like TSA kids who think there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of shit around this. And I have a feeling that there's gonna be an attempt, and I hate using this C word. I think there's gonna be an attempt to cancel Eminem. No. When, yes. They're still getting Kendrick Lamar. That's for the youngins. Uh, Gen Z. Like, Kendrick Lamar hasn't had a song in five years. So if you're like mm, they seven... Still know, they still know who he is. Oh, okay. But I think, like, Gen Z kids will learn about... But Gen, Z, Gen Z is not watching the Super Bowl. Oh, I know. Well, but as things ramp up and Eminem becomes back a part of pop culture outside of the spaghetti thing... I think there will be a chorus of younger people discovering Eminem's lyrics and going, he said all these things about women and he's allowed to perform at the Super Bowl. Now, look, he's not going to get kicked off, but I'm just projecting that something like that's going to happen. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Okay, aside from that, um, what adult, even casual pop culture music fan isn't ecstatic about this. Like, I love that lineup, and I never get hyped up over these things. My friends on Facebook even said, it's not going to be good because they're not they're going to get so censored, or they're going to have to change all these lyrics. Look, even when I hear the clean version of a certain song of Dr. Dre's, I still <laughs> love it. So I think right. it's going to be incredible. It, it will be fine. It'll be fine. I'm just glad it's not, like, some random pop or rock band that I'm like, why are you playing at the Super Bowl? <laughs> you know, it, it's been a while, I think, since the halftime show is really missed. Like, we got Bruno Mars. We got... That Be- was great. We got Beyonce. I forget some beyond the past couple of years. But, like, literally the only lousy one, which we all could have easily predicted, was two years ago. Travis Scott was fine, but Maroon 5 was garbage. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Maroon 5, but not for that. It right. was not, it wasn't the right fit for that. Right. Um, I'm, I can't think of anybody before that who were doing the halftime shows, but it, mostly the halftime show is what I've always thought it should be. It's like, pick the biggest pop star and put them on the stage. Like, whoever is selling the most songs or getting the most downloads... 
put outside of maybe Adele, put them up there. Like we didn't we have Missy Elliott and Katy Perry a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've kind of like kicked away the lousy old Super Bowl halftime. So I'm excited and. For people that might be questioning, like, why them? There's nothing, like, current about... Like, they don't have current projects going on. Well, the Super Bowl's in L.A., um, and they're all L.A. people. I don't know if Mary J. Blige is from there, but once you get Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, um, Kendrick Lamar is from uh, from Compton in California, L.A. Eminem is obviously closely connected. His career doesn't do anything without Dr. Dre. Um, and I don't know if Mary J. is from there or not but at that point like once you put all those those 90s like hip-hop icons of course you get whatever her nickname is like the r&b queen of of things no she's a bronx she's a bronx girl okay but still i mean she fits with that lineup yeah completely um are there songs you're looking forward to hearing i mean what am i not excited like uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know. I'm just like, there's so many songs that they can even all do together. Like that's, that's kind of what I want is like, you know, song, like obviously Dre and Eminem have a ton of songs together, but like what songs can they all like come in on or like have Kendrick Lamar, like do somebody else's tune. You know what I mean? Like kind of switch it up and like swap songs and then like do medleys of all their songs together. I think that would be really cool. So that one that one person that might not be like too excited about this because it's so hip hop centric, um, I I think that there's still hope for them because this is L.A. and obviously the theme of the halftime will be L.A. or the L.A. based artists. Um, the, some of the greatest rock bands who are also pop stars of all time uh, are also from L.A. Guns and Roses. Motley Crue, um, Metallica, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like you, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers might make the most sense of some kind of medley, like you just mentioned. So I think you're going to yeah. see. A, a, there's too much music that's come from LA not to tap into, where that thing mm-hmm. is just bigger than than the, the hip hop '90s and 2000s icons that they've already that we already know about. Yeah, it's it's going to be huge. I'm so excited. Um, there is. So I, I only need one song. Like I'm gonna know all the songs. I I like Mary J. Blige <laughs> stuff that, um, that people don't remember. Like I was just talking with some people last week about Real Love, which is 29 yeah. years old. I believe it is not. Yes, get out of here. Are you uh, serious? Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah, you're old, man. I am old. You're right. I don't even have it in the system here, but yeah, Real Love is 29 years old. Um, obviously, Family Affair was like her biggest pop hit. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, we'll see what kind of Snoop stuff happens and, and Eminem. I, I, he's going to do like the, the funny stuff, but I heard Stan today and I'm like, God, it would be awesome to hear him do that and maybe have Mary J do the, the Dido part of Stan. Yeah. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like blend together, like do stuff together instead of like, yeah, everybody come out and do their own thing. But like, it's more impressive to me. Because you know that there more work and prep went into it when they're all singing together. Yeah. And then, like, they just come out separately and do their own thing. Which is what Maroon 5 did, and it was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, great. We've heard makes me, makes me Wonder and everything else a thousand times, and there's no way that they can make these things any different. Um, mm-hmm. 
There is one song that I'm looking forward to, and whenever I hear it, like it's like I I could do this song. Like if I had to save my life based on lyrics, I would do this song. <laughs> and and I, I truly think that L.A. like the planet could explode when this hits. Oh 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 oh! You're so white. <laughs> One two three and two. That song's like 27 years old, but when that beat hits, yep. and I don't think that'll be the first song. Like, the place is going to go insane. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be so good. So good. One, two, two three, and two. I don't even I don't even like Snoop Dogg a whole lot. I like Dr. Dre songs. What? Really? Yeah, I like Dr. Dre like songs Snoop. better. Oh, let me see if there's a. I don't have it in here, but another one that that will that things will go nuts for. Hold on, sorry, I'm gonna have to pull up a YouTube thing, and then we're gonna get a we're gonna get an ad. We're gonna get an ad. Do you uh, do you do you know which song I'm going for? Uh, I mean. No. Not, it's a Dre and Snoop song. Uh, I mean, one comes into my... I don't remember if Dre's on that. Um, oh, it's a, I have to answer a question. Let me just hit none of the above. There we go. Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. You can't hear it. When when this hits, um, the lights are going to drop, and then everyone <laughs> will light stuff up. Yeah, yeah, that one, because that album was, were we going to get it? And we got it. In fact, it would be kind of great. Like, I don't know if they have stuff in the can or they're going to work on some new stuff, but it would be kind of neat. So that was, that was the Chronic 2001. It would be great to get. I mean, Gin and Juice, like, come on. It's just like. Again, I'm not a huge Snoop fan, but Gin and Juice is good. I I like Dre stuff more and and Eminem. Yeah. um, so yes, we're very excited for this. Um, so else, excited! Else, we have to say happy birthday to Ruby. Uh, in case Ruby's listening to the podcast, I believe she is five today. <laughs> uh, Ruby, the downtown corgi, is five. And good news, I'll let her talk mostly about it on Monday. But Alex uh, secured her venue for the wedding. Oh, good! She, got, she uh, was very excited. She told me she was very anxious last night, and she was dialing at eight fifty nine. And by the time nine o'clock hit, the phone rang. She picked it up, and nine hundred dollars later, she has secured her venue for her wedding next year. Boom! Yeah, awesome. yeah that's that's probably once you have that part. The well, rest is cake. And she's been very. She's been very ho hum about everything with the wedding and the dress and the food and all this stuff and the cake. But to her, the like, and I didn't get on her for like, she's like, Am I getting too neurotic about this? I'm like, no, you're getting married. Arguably a woman's most precious day of her life. And you're very chill about this. So if you're if you're gonna pick one thing of all the things that you could be a bridezilla about, if you're gonna get crazy over one thing, I'm gonna let you have it. And she, and this was her one thing, and and she locked it down. Yeah, like I said, like that's probably one of the hardest things. The venue? Yeah. But also like I I could see if you're not a sample size, trying to find a dress is gonna be another nightmare. 
that like you don't want to talk about and don't want to admit that it's a nightmare, but it's a nightmare. How uh, how come? Because it, it's going to cost to have because, it done yeah, and fitted right? Yeah, like things don't fit you. You feel like you're never going to find anything that looks good on you. Um, it's like, you know, like you said, the one day that you're supposed to look like a princess. And if you don't look like a princess, then you're going to feel like a failure in life. It's It's hard out here for females. Let me tell you. Like, if we could just put on a suit and tie and go, it would be a lot easier. Well, but maybe, that's not how it goes. Maybe if you acted more like a princess the rest of the year, that one day wouldn't be filled with so much pressure. Well, no, it'd be worse. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so Alex didn't hit more of that on Monday, but I'm very excited about that for her. Uh, Josh and I went to the movies last night. We went to go see Venom, and I don't want to bore... Do you, do you want my opinion on Venom? Or do you have any interest in the movie? Uh, me, not okay. really. So I'm not going to bore you with it. But I was I was unsettled. Um, if, this is, if this is a sign, and, and I know COVID things are actually beginning to dip down a little bit. Hey, we crossed 700,000 people. That's fucking awesome. Um, but I think COVID uh, uh, cases are beginning to drop, which I guess is a good sign. We may, hopefully, we're getting past this Delta thing. I did see a great um, meme the other day or tweet. It said, first it's mask mandates, then it's vaccine mandates. And then it says, what's next? And then the person responded, the pandemic ends. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so this movie is going to make a shit ton of money this weekend. And I guess it made crazy money last night, which... I can testify to uh, to the accuracy of that. That is the busiest I've been in a theater, or the busiest theater I've been in. I mean, I go to the movies on Thursday nights with Josh, so I'm sitting there with him and seven other people. It was Which half, one did you go to? Went to Fallen Timbers last night, and oh. there were uh, showings like every half hour. The theater was half full, and there were several very large groups of, of people, and that's super weird for, uh, I mean, a Thursday night. Uh, it's a superhero movie, but it's not a Marvel movie. Like, there were twice, if not three times more people for that than there were when we went to go see uh, Shang-Chi last month. And, like, I was kind of squirming in my seat. I, with, with every person that came in, I was like, I wanted to get and go, leave! Um, I know, that's a PTSD the, band. There were... So many people coming in. It was the old practice of um, people who would casually show up, uh, like midway through previews, expecting to get their choice of seats. And I know it's reserve seating now, but it felt like I. It felt like old times at the movies. So if that that might be an indicator of where we're kind of vibing with things here. Yeah, but Venom is the bad guy from which movie is it? He was in the uh, Topher Grace played him in the third Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he gets uh, an, uh, a a rival of Peter Parker's, which doesn't play into this movie. Wink, wink. Um, is overtaken by an alien symbiote, and uh, yes, they bond, and he has kind of become like an anti an anti-hero. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this... Wait, did I? What movie did I see? Hold on, I'm trying to figure out what movie I saw. Because I saw this guy. Which guy? This dude. 
Uh, I'm looking at... So, if this looks like a picture from Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And I've, I feel like I've seen this, but I can't have seen this. Maybe I saw this guy in a different movie. Which guy? The, um... Oh, I Tom, I Tom Hardy? The actor? Uh, is that who this is? <laughs> Tom Hardy is Venom. Up. He's the star. Woody Harrelson is the villain in the movie. Still locking down roles. Um, and actually... Nope, it's not him. Um, Andy Serkis? And, yeah, yeah, and he is uh, uh, the, the really ugly thing in uh, Lord of the Rings. He is in Black Panther and some other Marvel movies. He often plays... Uh, he's, he was in Planet of the Apes. Like, he plays digitized characters, and he's won... Um, he plays CGI characters. He's, I think he's won... Um, many awards, Academy Awards, for his portrayal and that stuff. He is the producer of this movie. Yeah, there was some movie I just watched recently that he turned into, it looks like this Venom guy. I don't know. I don't remember what movie it was. He's very talented, but uh, this movie yeah. was was not my thing, and I was actually kind of disappointed knowing he produced it. it it's kind of like a... Like, it's not it's not as crisp and, and tight and thoughtful even as a Marvel movie. It just... It, it felt different and with all the people in there it really felt different um there was something else was there a movie thing I was going to ask you what else was going to ask you oh Let There Be Carnage is actually the subtitle of what's been going on in my kitchen with Andre for the last month <laughs> Not you to need br- to just let it go. I, I can't. like Poor guy. When I come home at night at work, like if he's not immediately barking when the garage opens, and he usually is, I'm like, shit, he finally got into something that killed himself. That killed him. <laughs> well, then I think you need to create him. Um. Yeah. Uh, what do you have lined up for the weekend? It's not Apple Butter Fest. That's next weekend, right? No, it is this weekend, and that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Okay. Um. That's McQueen's, right? Yeah, McQueen. I don't like when I get when I see memes overused, but I I will take the memes that say, "Go spend like thirty five dollars to pick apples and take pictures," when you can go spend three fifty and get a giant bag of apples at the farmers market or Kroger. But I would say that to single people. But here's the thing: now I have a little one year old that's going to ride in the wagon and oh, look God. super cute. All right. Does she I, do- really, I just go for the donuts and the frozen cider. Okay. Let's be honest. That's um, why I go. What will What will Maddie eat? Will she eat apples? Does you have her app? Do you have her out? She won't out? eat apples, but she is going to go ham for the the apple cider slushy. Okay. And I'm sure she's going to enjoy some soft donut. That's probably the extent of what she can eat. Okay. Maybe a little caramel off of a caramel apple, but well, how, we're still working. We're still working on our teeth and our chewing skills. What's the? How does it? How does it work? Like, what is the 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 cost structure of all this? Um, I mean, it's free to go. I think when you pick apples, it's like I want to say it's twenty dollars, and you get like a huge bag. So you get like a bushel, basically. I think they call it a bushel. You get like a bushel of apples for twenty dollars. I think. Um. And then you can get donuts, you know, it might be a dollar, no, like maybe 50 cents a donut or something like that. And then the slushies. So you're just like paying for the food while you're there. Got it. I think they, they do have um, like some little kid 
rides and they have like a little train that goes around and I think they have like the ponies you can ride and stuff like that which might cost a couple bucks or something but they should have uh, like a professional photographer out there kind of like when you hold on <laughs> oh my god whoa sorry like Lord. when you like go to a cruise or some event and they take your picture and then they charge you 38 dollars for it yeah no please don't do that <laughs> yeah okay um so you're doing that tomorrow yes okay You'll have to let yes. me know how busy it is with all, with all the basic whiteness you can ever tolerate. Well, that's what I'm a little afraid of, that it's going to be busy. Although normally we go earlier and Josh has to work, so we can't go until like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm hoping by then it's kind of died down a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it's going to be busy. How many, be a- how many apples are in a bushel? <sighs> I don't know, 40? And what will you will you make something from the apples? Normally, I make apple strudel. I make um, apple sometimes apple pie, but I like apple strudel. Um, and I make apple sauce and all kinds of things. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, you'll go later in the afternoon. Well, okay. Yeah. Tomorrow I'll be doing something far more important than being basic and white and picking apples. Uh-huh. Um, oh, is that so? Yes, tomorrow is the Out of the Darkness Walk. Oh, that's uh, right. The okay. American you Foundation win. of Suicide Prevention. Feel free to stop on by. We'll be at Promenade Park in the morning or so. And then uh, I told you, I think I told you this, in the afternoon at 3 o'clock I've been asked to uh, celebrity judge a dog <gasps> costume that's contest. Right. At that's three, right. At Three Dog Bakery. That'll be fun. I hope so, because um, the last costume contest I judged at your place was um, underwhelming. Oh, rude. We're doing ours virtually. Um, what, it's going to be like a like a online cost, like contest. Why? Something. Why can't Why can't you have people out there? Because we're just we're. I don't. I I I feel like when we try to have it. It's always freezing cold. So, like, the small dogs aren't really digging it because it's really cold. The big dogs don't really care. But I'm like, what if we did, like, we're, I think we're still going to have, like, a Halloween-type party. But the costume part we're going to do online because I feel like more people will have exposure that way. Like, more people can show off their costume. I don't know. Right. We're just going to we're gonna try it and see what happens. Okay. Um. Well, have a good weekend. Enjoy tomorrow. And um, say hi to Gerky for me. You too. I will. I okay. can spend all day Sunday with him. <laughs> you guys have an event? Yeah, we just have a, a donor party thing. But um, it's going to be so fun. And, uh, you know, you should invite Morgan Melker on the podcast sometime to talk mm, about St. Ursula dancing. I, I don't know. It just. You guys, you're always talking <laughs> dancing. Like, sign up. We're doing this. And nationals, that. So, I know we have a uh, kids camp on October. Oh, next weekend, next Saturday. Next Saturday is our kids camp. So, what is it like? Just area kids can come dance or learn how to dance yeah, with the like, San Ursula girls. It's like K through fifth grade, like kindergarten through fifth grade, and you can sign up. And it's it's in the morning. It's a couple hours, and they learn like. Uh, a little routine and they get to perform it at like, you know, it goes from like nine to noon or something like that. Where- they get to learn a little, little routine and they get a t-shirt and some pom-poms. And 
It's really cute. It's really cute. Is it at St. Ursula? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and in our gym. What's it cost? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. That's a good question. <laughs> well, if you get the number, let me know. I don't uh, run it. The parents do. I mean, I'm there, but the parents set it up. Your support staff. All right. Well, uh, I will talk to you over the weekend. I look forward to hearing about your adventures at uh, at McQueen's for Apple Butter Festival. Yes, I will send you all the basic white girl pictures. All the cute Maddie pictures. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye.